Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. (laughs) Hey, this is Deborah Voice. (laughs) And I am here with co-host Elvira. Yes, and announcer Nagashiva, and we are the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron. So hello, everybody. <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> so um, in keeping with this month's theme of spiritual paradoxes, tonight we will be talking about the spiritual paradox of surrender versus winning, the law of attraction, and how these concepts weave into the fabric of our magic and spirit work. Um, but first, we're going to take uh, a few minutes to catch up with each other before diving into tonight's topic. Um, so what's been going on with me? Um, in my neck of the woods, the past week has been mostly all about food <laughs> and family. And and the Packers won against Detroit on Yay. Thanksgiving, which made everybody happy over here. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, they were kind of struggling. Um, <laughs> um, and, well, I'm also I'm kind of at the stage in my life where all my children are grown. They're like way more than grown. Um, they have spouses, significant others, uh, careers, and children of their own. And so things are um, for me are are shifting um, the focus you know for like decades my family uh get-togethers happened at my house but now or maybe like for the last two or three years we're going to uh, my children's houses and they are doing most of the cooking and the cleanup and it it's different um it feels different uh, where one part of me kind of kind of misses the chaos um of putting everything together and having it at my place but then the other part of me is like, this is great. <laughs> I don't have to do hardly anything. I just show up and eat, <laughs> play with the grandkids, and maybe <laughs> help with the dishes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, um, oh, just something that kind of dovetails into our topic, sort of. Um, I watched my my first Christmas movie this year. Last night, um, and the movie's called Last Christmas. And um, I found, like, the main character, uh, 
Katerina, like her story are just kind of lines up with like the whole aspect of surrender and um, really kind um, kind of links to it all. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. so even if it's a kind of cheesy and dorky, I'm putting on my, my last Christmas hat and channeling Katerina. <laughs> or for those who haven't seen that movie, I'll put, be putting on my It's a Wonderful Life hat. And maybe I'll channel a little bit of Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, the recent themes in my life lately seem to be focused on um, connecting with others, um, downsizing my clothes, <laughs> um, and just, like, letting go of other things that I no longer need. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what's been up with you this past week, Elvira? Oh, my. Well, obviously, along with everyone else out there that, you know, um, focused on Thanksgiving one way or the other. And um, (laughs) I am also in that stage where I am not the one presenting or prepping or putting together the meal. I go to my daughter's house, and they put on a huge spread, and there were a lot of people, and it was (laughs) Uh, family friends with their kids or family members that had kids and all that. So they were all kids Mm -hmm. of, you know, the varying ages, a lot of young ones. Um, But then we also have, you know, um, the the teens, the 20s, you know, Mm -hmm. up in there. And Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, kind of hung out and chatted and talked and then went outside. Of course, it was cool, you know, cooler but they they have these wonderful things that they put together. They open up the garage and they clear it out enough so that they put a couple of tables out there with, you know, a heater or something going when you're there. So people who want to smoke, and we're talking, you know, different kinds, but um, also just people who cigarette smoke are outside mm-hmm. and they don't have to be, you know, around anything. But it's interesting um, that... Uh, I just sat there and crocheted away and chatted with my ex-husband and his wife. And then my granddaughter mm-hmm. wanted to sit next to me at, you know, the dinner table, one of the dinner tables and stuffed Aww. myself to the point where I felt like <laughs> I was like, that was it. I was the turkey as much as the turkey had come into me. And, mm-hmm. you know, then spent time connecting with people on the the West Coast, family members and everything and then afterwards going I'm going home and drove home and cuddled with the dogs and mm-hmm. then the rest of the you know time was um just sort of being around home and kind of looking at what I wanted to do got the Thanksgiving stuff down and then my daughter came over mm-hmm. on Sunday and we transferred the Thanksgiving and Halloween plastic tubs into my shed and we moved up the Christmas stuff and stuck it in my second bedroom and you know um, that kind of a thing and then as I was telling everybody before the show I put up my Christmas tree and yes it is a synthetic one tree lit but it is the one it is a tree of the noble fir it's a duplicate of what would be a real noble fir and I'm you know as we're talking right now I'm actually looking at this beautiful tree so I was Beginning to get my holiday spirit. It was. It's been a little tough mm-hmm. for me this year for some reason. 
to get into the holiday spirit of, you know, all of the, the things. And I think that's because there have been different things that have happened during the year and more recently yeah. that have been kind of really pushing on my envelope of, you know, the, the sense of, um, mm-hmm. again, we're talking surrender and winning and, you know, all this, this, it never ceases to amaze me how our mm-hmm. topic makes us more aware or draws things to us that are part of what we're going to be talking about. So if it wasn't mm-hmm. real personal, it does get personal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was yeah. it was good. It was a good week. Um and as I, you know, did the notes and things for this, it kind of brought me into um more acutely aware of my own things that are my I don't want to call them failings, but the areas that I really have a need to be more um, conscious of and more uh, proactive in and and things of that nature. So that being said, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I'm looking forward to our show. So I'm going to turn it back to you for us to start our topic. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I guess I'll kind of start out with... um, Kind of defining like what what we mean by um, the spiritual paradox of surrender versus winning. Um, so I see like surrender is um, the act of letting go of all the things that you're unable to control, and the spiritual paradox of surrender versus winning is that the act of surrender, which can kind of seem like a defeat, is often what brings you the victory over all of those things that you were so desperately um, trying to control. Um, and this usually happens like when we, when we are stuck and we are out of options. Uh, we might find ourselves feeling like we're backed into a corner and unable to move forward. We've kind of used up all the options that we were thinking of. Um, and we feel like we we can't move forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for any of us that are like, like actively seeking spiritual growth, um, I think you'll, you know, end up encountering that concept. You'll run into that term. Um, but it's really, it's just um, the whole surrender is a time when you just truly let go and, you know, like seek a higher alignment. Um, so something I hear people say is like, okay, so then what um, what are we surrendering to when we do this? And so it depends on the person. You know, it really depends on what your conceptions are. Um, and so this will usually be some type of a higher power of your own understanding. You know, it might be uh, God, goddess, the universe, or it can even be like your higher self. Um, and for some of us, surrender might come about kind of like as a quiet realization and a conscious choice. Um, and for others, like me, sometimes, <laughs> we might go into surrender kicking and screaming and leaving claw marks <laughs> all over the thing, <laughs> which we had been so desperately clinging to. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, we 
might wonder, like, if surrender does lead to happiness and winning, why are so many of us reluctant to let go? Um, so I was just kind of thinking about the concept of winning. Um, winning's usually defined as getting what we want. And the concept of winning has to do uh, with competition, keeping score, or coming out on top. Um, and we're familiar with this, like, in, in sports. Um, but we also see this concept expressed all throughout our other areas of life. Uh, most of us never even contemplate surrender until we hit that brick wall and we can no longer uh, find a way through. And so for some of us, surrender might feel like we are giving up. Uh, it might sound like we are admitting to complete defeat. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, yeah, you are you are definitely giving up. But what are we really giving up? Um, we are probably giving up the thoughts or the actions that got us into the place where we no longer want to be in the first place. So um, if we can, you know, get get that, like wrap our head around that, um, we can come to realize that that's the exact reason why surrender is so powerful. Um, when we come up against that brick wall and we have no other options, sometimes we need to get to a point um, where we're able to overcome like all of our own kind of ego-driven perception or defeat to break through that wall of resistance to be able to get to a place where we can acknowledge that we've run out of options um, before we are really truly ready for you know surrender or kind of taking a more spiritual path um, and I think that that's really part of the process because otherwise I think that you, you don't, you know, you, you don't, you're not really in a place where you need to surrender. Um, so there's many, I think there's a lot of different little paradoxes connected to surrender, but I think the most profound one is that one um, is that we are strongest when we acknowledge that we are at our weakest. And so when we arrive at that space of surrender, it, it is humbling uh, to encounter such clarity because you, you're just filled with true uncertainty at that point. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's an, like an organic shift to empowerment because we're like standing on the threshold of realigning ourselves. Um, with, a, with our higher self. So surrender reconnects you to like the universal web of energy. And I think that that's why a lot of people feel almost like a sense of relief when this happens. And it's also another reason why I think it really, really connects to, um, to last week's topic of unity, the spiritual paradox of unity and division. <clears throat> but... Um, yeah, I, um, how about you, Elvira? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, there's lots of them. It's funny because one of the things mm -hmm. that I learned, you know, these are things, mm -hmm. a lot of what we get, you know, is we experience the things and then we, in some way, we are then become the teachers for 
mm-hmm. others, whether it's our friends or family or we become people like what we do and do clients and, you know, readings and magical workings for things. And um, my true understanding of it came from being the one who wanted that that person and I was going to have it at all costs mm-hmm. that they were going to, mm-hmm. you know, fall into the pit and of despair mm-hmm. so they would want me back, you know, and I <laughs> did the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing and then um mm-hmm. at one point <laughs> there was this, this piece of my world mm-hmm. that I just I I went doing and I mm-hmm. was not getting anything. I wasn't happy. I was, you know, a single mom at that point. Um, it was mm-hmm. very um, humbling for me to realize that no matter how hard I tried and whatever way I was going to do it, good, bad, or indifferent, that it was not happening. It was, it was, it was not going to happen. So I, I mm-hmm. actually sat on my back porch. I took my daughter to her elementary school class, you know, and I came back mm-hmm. and I went out on the back porch of the house that at the time I had been sharing with this person and now we were going to have to move because of things and I just literally mm-hmm. fell on the back porch and started to sob and and just mm-hmm. you know I mean literally yeah. fell on that on the porch and mm-hmm. all I could think of was I release I release I, I just laid there literally um I don't know what my neighbors thought or if anyone was around to think that but at that point mm-hmm. I suddenly got this, this point of reference to let go. And truly, the thing that marvels me to this day, from that mm-hmm. moment in linear time, I went on about my life for the next, you know, few weeks, and, and suddenly mm-hmm. the person came back to me. Now, I can never say everybody mm-hmm. does this and the person's come back, but I realized mm-hmm. that when I let go, yeah. And I started my life, and I went off mm-hmm. and did things. I, you know, obviously different mm-hmm. things. I realized that you you really have to let go. You can't BS your way through letting go, surrendering. Um, mm-hmm. And then when that happened, whatever was meant to be, however it was designed, whatever awarenesses, it all could fall into place because I was no longer struggling to make it fit the way I wanted. So for me, mm-hmm. it was very personal about surrender and um, the the winning aspect is very obvious. We have been taught from the time we go to school about mm-hmm. achieving. And that's another right. word for winning is achieving. Achieve, mm-hmm. you know, the top marks. Achieve, know how to do this. And achieve how to do that. And all mm-hmm. of that energy is designed for that. And if you if you yeah. are unable to make those marks, whatever those mm-hmm. are, then you are, there's peer pressure, there's the school pressure, there's all these things mm-hmm. about you're not good enough. You're not, mm-hmm. it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we are literally indoctrinated with that. And then somewhere along the line, after we have gone through all this, how do I want to say, programming, we mm-hmm. fall into what happens in our personal life somewhere, whether it's a job or it's a relationship or something, where we, I don't mean unlearn it, but we we realize what it really is about is releasing into that surrender, into allowing ourselves to 
let go of that burden of having to achieve. It doesn't mean we stop trying to educate ourselves or get better jobs or be in, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a relationship and work on that interaction. It just suddenly mm-hmm. there's something that allows us to feel that life pulse. I always, because I'm a Sag, and mm-hmm. I have the arrow, and, you know, I've never done, mm-hmm. I will say this, I've never done archery. But it's almost like my whole being understands that putting that arrow mm-hmm. into the bow notch and pulling that, you know, string back and pulling mm-hmm. it back and tension level, tension level. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point where you need to let it go. And that mm-hmm. arrow then flies to its mark. Now, the mark isn't necessarily always what we predetermine it is. But what it mm-hmm. is is that it creates the momentum for us to move forward. So it's almost like we become mm-hmm. the arrow as much as we are pulling the arrow back. And I can, I can always feel that uh, rhythm of energy. So it's, and mm-hmm. somebody once told me, and you actually said it, you know, that, you know, our, our weaknesses are our strengths and our strengths are our weaknesses. And mm-hmm. it's true, <laughs> you know, even yeah. though we don't, we, we avoid that like, oh, my God, no, 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 you would never say that. You know, it's like, but you realize that being humble is a weakness. It is mm-hmm. also a strength. And by being an ego-driven individual, it is our strength, but it is also mm-hmm. our weakness. I think we, we, there is a paradox, but there is a place where, and that's what we become aware. And you've done it, and you've talked about it either to me or in our times with the audience, but it's like Mm -hmm. your body relaxes. It's like there's something at one point and that relaxes letting go, but it's Mm -hmm. letting go or surrendering because we've, we kind of like when you breathe in, you tense up and when you breathe out, you release and you you become less stressed, less intense. And I think Mm -hmm. that we have to learn that rhythm to work what we do, whether it's magic or our lives. So um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've chosen words to understand it, and we're talking about right. it. But um, right, I think and I think um, yeah. No, I I, I <laughs> like that you mentioned that whole thing about um, being humble or uh, humility, because um, I've always heard that that's um, humility in the not being humiliated, um, but humility is um, just kind of like, I think when your ego kind of shrinks down to kind of its right size um, and um, it's being um, in a state where you're more open-minded and you're more teachable, um, Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like you're not walking around thinking, I do, I have all the answers or I know how everything should to go. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when um, when our ego takes over, um, it it wants to be the director. <laughs> it mm-hmm. it wants to be the higher power. It's like I know where everybody should go and what they should do and how they should respond. <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. um, it's, mm-hmm. that it just doesn't work <laughs> because right. everybody has free will and they just won't mind. They won't mind me. <laughs> They just do what they want, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we that. just have to go off. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, we, it's at any cost to win. <laughs> and that means if you oh. subjugate somebody else and you win, mm-hmm. you get what you want. You, you force the other situation into submission. The question comes is, you know, there are times when you need to persevere and do it in a specific mm-hmm. way to do that. But then if you're dealing with other people, and we mostly mm-hmm. do in one form or another, um, mm-hmm. you you have to realize that there is a sense of they have free will, I have free will. The free will mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, and how do we – move that into that energy where we can be together, whether it's, you know, work or play and do the things. Like, I don't like going to football mm-hmm. games. You know, I, I my last husband <laughs> was a football fanatic, and he was a 49er mm-hmm. fan. Go 49ers. <laughs> he had season tickets. And I, you know, I know mm-hmm. I know football, and, of course, you know, I've learned it and you know, blah, 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 blah. But I'll tell you one mm-hmm. thing. It was really annoying to have to have him, you know, like the flaring, you know, football mm-hmm. game. And then he would go upstairs and he'd turn <laughs> another football game on. And I was like, that was when I went football game here or <laughs> football game up there. You can't have it all over yeah. the house. And yes. we looked at each other and I, it was, again, that, that sense of I'm not trying to control you. I'm just trying to give you mm-hmm. something to understand we're Boundary. in the same place. <laughs> And the boundaries, and yeah. I was yeah. so blessed when they made the head the first headsets that you could put mm-hmm. into the TV, and he could go anywhere he wanted in the house. He would go out and mow the lawns, whatever. Um, yeah, and he could listen to his sports, and I could sit there next to him, and I could you know crochet, <laughs> I could read, I could do anything mm-hmm. like that, and we could be together. But we were doing. We had our separate interests, but we could be together. And I'm thinking that is a symbol of how life learns this process of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. On a personal level, I've been very personal today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for... uh for sharing your thoughts. I think we're just about up to break time. So um, we are going to take a little short break here and then come back and delve a little deeper into um, the law of attraction and how um, surrender and law of attraction might work together. So um, break us away, Nagashiva. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC. (laughs) You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The 
LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay, in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, welcome back. Uh, Tonight we're talking about the spiritual paradox of surrender versus winning, the law of attraction, and how those weave into our magical and spiritual practices. So, um, Elvira, why don't you lead us off um, talking a bit about the law of attraction, and then we can both follow with a dive into how we weave both surrender and law of attraction into our magical work. Okay, well, obviously the law of attraction, simplified, is attract likes attract or magnetizes and brings it. Um, and, of course, um, Abraham Hicks the, um, has made, a, you know, an incredible uh, expanse on that in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is something else that, you know, I wanted to just mention as an option for people to, you know, take uh, time to explore. But... Um, basically, mm-hmm. positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. And what that basically is is that it, it brings into effect, if I've got a lot of negative stuff that I'm dealing with inside of myself, I'm going to attract that negativity. And um, that's, you know, again, we go back to the concept of that process and that surrendering that negativity um, allows us to attract positivity, which then gives us the other side of the, the, the kind of the, the flow. It, is, it brings the winning or the getting, not necessarily everything. We have a list of exactly the way that we want it, but being mm-hmm. open to what things come our way. And I learned a long time ago doing magic and doing spells, mm-hmm that um, I found it was better to always add this or something better because ultimately (laughs) we are finite, individually packed little human energies and we can only see so far in our world. And we never know what's really beyond a certain focus. So if we're asking the higher beings, whatever they, you know, we, we, the higher powers, archangels, deities, the, they, they're coming, they're, they, it is coming from a very vast expanse. So if they, the, the, the aspect sees something that we're exactly wanting and we say exactly what it is we want, but there's another thing that really has so much more, and it's not just so much more in a you will learn these lessons, but so much more in that, that 
beauty and joy and, and expression of creativity in life. And when we say this is something better, it is allowing that energy, bring that to us. And we need to allow ourselves to be open to that. And that part of the positive aspects, positivity, allows us to, to experience that coming to us in a way that we are open for it. And so that being the case is that, you know, we are allowing the energy to open to perceive the actual manifestation of what it is we're doing. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Um, well, I know um, the law of attraction, is, I guess like the core of it is like attracts like meaning that whatever you give your energy and intention to is what you will attract more of like. And so um, I always like to think of this in line with the magical correspondences and um, with the main magical correspondence being ourselves. <laughs> and so, you know, it's really um, a lot of what ends up being attracted to us is, you know, dependent on what we fill ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking that some might see like the concept of surrender and the law of attraction as being sort of in uh, direct contradiction with each other, uh, with the idea of surrender being about letting go of control and the law of attraction of kind of as being in control um, and that whatever happens is a product of your own manifestation manifestation um but i think that two actually uh work really well together um and so i think like the law of attraction absolutely correlates you know with magic and spell casting and it's a a great way to increase kind of like um i guess like the magical odds in your favor um and it usually does work um and if we look at the dynamics um, behind the law of attraction and the like attracts like, um, and the philosophy behind it is that, that um, energy leads manifestation. And so, um, so then I think you just have to kind of be aware of what energies um, that we're talking about. Like there's a few, like the energy that we fill ourselves with, of course. Um, and then the energies that we partner with, which is um, there's so many potential ones um, that we can do that with in spell casting, such as herbs, stones, crystals, spirits, um, moon phases, <laughs> to name a few. Um, there's like so many different energies that we can partner with, and um, so. Um, but then also, I think you know the most important focus is the energy that we carry within ourselves. And so the energy of our emotions and our thoughts and our actions are going to have a lot of significance in the influence um, as far as, you know, any kind of, well, I would say with any of our mundane world, but also with any, you know, of our magical work. Um, And I just want to always just kind of add in here because I've seen, 
other uh, videos or influencers or whatever kind of um, bounce back with the thought that this concept um, can be taken to the nth degree and then becomes like a blame the victim thing. And that's not something that I include in that scope at all. It's nothing is always black and white. And sometimes unfortunate things do happen that are beyond our control. Um, and so there's there's no, you know, people should never use um, such, you know, wonderful concepts like this themselves up. Um, or to, you know, like I'm, you know, um, saying like, oh, it was because I wasn't in the right state that this didn't come to me or, or whatever. It's like, I think that ourselves as a magical correspondence is really important and it's probably one of the biggest factors but it doesn't mean that things won't work out or they might go another way because that that happens to everybody you know that's just you know part of the fabric of the universe is maybe saying you have to go another way um mm-hmm. so um so just in general with magic and spell casting also um, they do improve your odds, but sometimes you might get, you, you know, you might get like a, a, a successful, just what you wanted outcome. Sometimes you might get results that are just part way. Sometimes um, you might get a big no. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you might just have to change your approach. So, um so, I mean, and there's a lot of things you can do with that. Um, you can, you know, um, can improve the outcome chances. You might get a reading from a trusted reader for additional insights. Or maybe perform a spiritual cleansing of yourself or your home before you start. Um, or, change, you know, you might want to change the timing or the magical approach that you're taking. Um, and so, but... Then what happens when you've tried everything and it doesn't work? So then what happens when the answer from the universe is like a big no or not yet? Um, I mean, sometimes there are too many opposing energies or obstacles to overcome or the universe might have different plans for you. And um, something that that makes me think about is that, um, for instance, um, my um, my son and my daughter-in-law, um, a few years back, competed for grant money for minorities for starting a small business, and it was like a huge deal. Like she, she was like eight months pregnant at the time, and she did this whole video thing. She was up on the stage, you know. She presented really well. Um, I did honey jar spells, and we were all focusing our energy on it, and just like we knew they were gonna get it. But you know what? They did not. <laughs> um, uh, but what happened in retrospect is that this was like just like a, a month or two before COVID struck. And now, just talking to them recently, when they looked back on what happened, they saw it as a blessing because they went in a totally different direction. And if they would have opened, because they were thinking about opening up a restaurant, and if they would have done that, right at the beginning of COVID, it, you know, it, it just wouldn't have went, you know, and they would have, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's 
sometimes the universe is telling you to go a different way. And um, and so that's, um, I think, um, where, you know, some some of that surrender needs to come in. And it's, um, yeah. Um, so there's... Well, I think a lot of, of what you're talking about mm-hmm. and bringing into effect is mm-hmm. especially when it comes to magic because, you know, mm-hmm. and I know magic has got some really wonderful movies they put out there. I mean, some not so great, mm-hmm. but, you know, the mm-hmm. idea of, you know, doing these things and they happen for, you know, whatever it is that is being done. And mm-hmm. you said something about it, it when it's a definite no, no matter what you've tried and how many people mm-hmm. you've gone to and how many mm-hmm. different things you spent money to get or do yourself, it's, mm-hmm. it's the time to, that's the time that you put in that word surrender. It is not, it's not about, okay, I should say it's without being, I failed. It means there's something else. There's another direction we mm-hmm. need to go in. And I know from personal experience, from hearing other friends and family, yourself, that when that happens, it's big, and we we have um, we have that necessity to truly trust in whatever bigger energy is out there, however we see it. And when it does come to pass, it, it, it you get an answer. But you know, when you get mm-hmm. the answer is when you're not looking for the answer. And I hate mm-hmm, to say that mm-hmm. to all of us who want to have <laughs> answers of why it didn't happen, but it's right. you turn your attention somewhere else mm-hmm. and you move in that another direction, you take your energy, and as you do that, what truly happens is that which you've sought for so long for whatever the reasons are, it will have a way to come back to you in some form that Mm -hmm. says why. But it's only after you've taken Mm -hmm. more than one step or two steps and you go, well, is it telling me now? Is it telling me now? And it's like just keep (laughs) going forward in that direction that you have chosen now to go and fully Mm -hmm. engage with it because that's you you get what you get the answers that you looked for and sought for, but because your attention is now on something bigger, better, different, whatever, and it's it's yeah. the stories I, that you and I hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, think a, a lot of it has to do kind of with trust in a way, because I think that the universe mm-hmm. always has our back. It's just that we can't mm-hmm. see the rhyme or reason of it at the time um mm-hmm. and and i don't want any of the law of attraction to um get upset because it, it, it i'm not seeing this as a bad thing um but the law of attraction is is, is a very ego-based energy and it's um because you're trying to attract something outside of yourself um mm-hmm whether, you know, it's a new car or a new job or a lover or whatever. And um and, and there's there's nothing wrong with that 
Um, but it, it really needs to be balanced. And that's where that state of surrender um, comes in because that's fueled more by the superego or the higher self where you're, um, instead of looking for the happiness outside, you're already happy inside. And so because mm-hmm. you're already happy inside, you start drawing those things to you just naturally. And I think that what happens with most of us is we're not always going to be in one state or the other. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone goes around perpetually in a surrender state because it would be really hard to function. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and serves us to go around always in a law of attraction only state um, because sometimes we need to to, to surrender. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that the best way to manifest the law of attraction in the mundane and in magic is to let go and surrender any attachment to the outcome. Um, and that way then we can, um, you know, release um, release the attachment to the outcome because the attachment is um, kind of like a hidden expression of fear, and fear will always block you. And so, um, and they always say like the two ultimate states are love and fear. And so, fear is just going to naturally create an obstacle where love, like true, the true essence of love, enables all possibility. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love how what we're talking about tonight really um, links to our topic last week with the mm-hmm. spiritual paradox of unity and division. <laughs> 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 it yeah. really does. It's just like, wow. Yeah. 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 So I know you have a spell or something waiting for us. I just do. I'm really excited I do. about it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Should I dive into that? I think it would be a good idea. Um, I think we're we're getting our high end, in, you know, <laughs> like where we are in our timing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what I put together, I do this in a lot of different forms, but I wanted to kind of condense it, and so. I am calling this the Master Key Ritual. And this is a spell or a ritual, however you look at it, that can be used for, it can be used for any outcome, but especially if there's something in particular where you've been struggling with letting go of your attachment to the result. And so um, this ritual, hopefully, will help you to, uh, also tap into the Law of Attraction while at the same time into the paradox of surrender. And I'm feeling like that is truly the master. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. the items that you'll need is a skeleton key, some incense. Um, I would use probably master key uh, attraction or some frankincense and myrrh, a paper and pen, uh, a purple or white spell candle and a holder, some oil for dressing the candle. Again, I would suggest master key and attraction. Or if you don't have those, you could use a little bit of olive oil. And a bowl. And some uh, clear, um, like, spring water. Um, so first, I'd have you cleanse, it, cleanse the key. Um, you could just wash it or use a little bit of Florida water to cleanse it. Um, 
just knock off any of those prior energies. And then prepare your paper. So uh, write a letter or statement of intent on one side of the paper, you know, whatever it is that is in line with the law of attraction, the thing that you're trying to attract into your life. And then turn the paper on the other side and write a letter or a statement of surrender to the universe. You know, really just take your time and, and, and put your heart into it. Then fold the paper so that the statement of surrender is on the outside, grounding and enveloping your statement of intent or attraction. After that, light the incense and pass the paper through the smoke. And as you do this, you know, pass it through times and say, that looks, that looks, that looks. And that's um, in Latin, that's meaning let there be light, the metaphor for wisdom. So do that three times. Um, you might add a statement like, I send this intent out to the universe in complete faith and trust. And as you do this, um, just see your intent rising with the smoke. And then set the paper in the bowl, which is kind of serving as your little cauldron, and pour about an inch of water into the bowl on top of the petition. Then brush your candle with the oil and set it in the bowl in the water on top of the petition, right in the water. Um, then take your key and dress it with a bit of the, um, of the oil and also pass it through the smoke three times, stating Fiat Lux, which passed. Then lay the key in front of the bowl and candle. After that, light the candle and make a statement. You know, I, I think it's really good to speak from your heart. Say something like, divine universal light, master of the key. Fill me with alignment for my highest good with this intent. As I also surrender to the outcome, I also ask that this key be blessed and, and empowered as a physical link, symbolizing my intentions and also my surrender as it opens the path up to my higher self. Then after that, um, when the candle completes burning, take the water, which now has absorbed your words of intent and your words of surrender, and pour it into your bath. As you pour the water over yourself, times state, yet lux, yet lux, And then save a little bit of the bath water um, and any spell remnants, paper or wax, not the key. <laughs> um, but this water now contains your essence and also the absorbed words of both your intent and your surrender. And go to a crossroad and toss it over your shoulder into the center of the crossroad and then walk away. Don't look back. After this, keep the key on your altar, or keep it close to you. You could wear it around your neck to empower you on your path to unfoldment as you evolve to a higher self. Uh, and then you can also have that key handy to use as a pendulum in divination. Um, and then afterwards, it's just um, now that you have sent out your intention and surrendered to the alignment of the universe, and the outcome of the highest good, um, you have to truly like set it free 
just kind of like trying to adapt an attitude of loving detachment. And there's going to be times where you want to take it back, take back the control, and times you want to get back into the driver's seat. And this is like, this is so normal. Most of us will struggle with this to some degree, especially early on. It's kind of like growing a spiritual muscle, but it's so worth it. And just, you know, anytime that happens, just remember to focus on staying in the present moment and direct your attention away. You know, with the confidence the universe will manifest with divine timing and outcome. And just, you know, kind of have fun with it. <laughs> Tap into the confidence that the universe has your back. And that's, I don't know, that's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything that you would add to that? Oh, no, I was going to say that. That's (laughs) awesome. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, wow, yeah, this is is good. This is good. (laughs) And, you know, all of the things that you have, not only the uh, elements of the, the spell or ritual and what you, you know, the words, but the essence of the whole process is, learning to co-create with the bigger power up there, you know, whatever we're going to call it. And I know (laughs) that it feels really weird because we're so used to, like, we're all alone down here and we're doing this on our own, and now we're Mm -hmm. doing this with this other energy that we don't see. I mean, we could feel it, you know, but we don't see it. It it has no tangibility. And, Mm -hmm. I mean... It is uh, a way of, you know, returning into that trust process that, um, yes, it, yeah, it, I think it's constant. Trust is a big part. Yes, yes. I mean, you said that a couple of times that, you know, I, <laughs> I, I am the perpetual note taker. Trust me, I would probably have reams of paper that my family is going to have to deal with you know, upon my leaving the plane, and they're going to wonder what it was <laughs> I was doing here. Um, but it's a way of helping my my physical body at, to mm-hmm. absorb on the spirit level, the energetic level, what is being said. So I may not have it exact, but I feel it. And, I mean, right now I'm just, like, vibrating, going, ooh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big note taker too. So, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really am. Um, you know, it's kind of um, it's funny. Um, there's always like a bunch of little synchronicities that pop up. It seems like with our topic, and mm-hmm. um, I belong to this um, this uh, gratitude list um, that come, pops up on my phone and messages. Um, with a group of other women, and um, one friend of mine has really been going through a lot of things with um, an aging aging parents and also her own health and a lot of different things. And she, um, <laughs> at the end of her gratitude list, she put like, um, "I'm grateful that the universe has my path has my back, but I wish that the universe was done giving me enough lessons lately." <laughs> You know, and so it's like, yeah, you know, I think we all feel like that sometimes, especially when we're struggling and we're going through a lot of changes. It's like, mm-hmm. got it, you know, it's like, yeah, let me just go and uh, 
hide or uh, sit and eat chocolate ice cream or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know we're close to our time. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. getting so excited until I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh my god. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, so. well, do you think is there anything else we want to add at the end here? Um. I think we said so much, and I think it's a wonderful topic to, you know, kind of end our spiritual paradoxes. I know that, yeah. you know, we've got another month that's right around the corner, two days away. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a whole other process there. So I'm just, <laughs> I, I think I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it to you to close us. Great, great. Okay. Well, I would just say... Um, Join us next uh, next week. Uh, well, this next month's theme in December shifts to define, divine family. And so uh, join us next week as we explore the topic of the divine feminine. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just, I am grateful. I'm grateful for both you and Nagashiva. And I'm going to say goodbye. And then until then, everybody, which on, which well, and which wisely. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Witch the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com That's witchpriestesscauldron.com Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be!